So there are a lot of concepts about manifestation, about just creating your world, creating anything in your life, right? Not just manifestation, but just that's a form of it. So what most people have not heard of is the power of assumption. Last week, we talked about power of awareness. Today, we're talking about the power of assumption. This is a game changer, my friends. So let's get started. Oh, hello, darlings. You're listening to Embody Transformation. Come back home to your soul. I'm your host, Johanna Bradford, and we've got some great nuggets and awesome sauce wisdom for y'all. So let's get started. Hello, darlings. Okay, so we're going to have another amazing chat today about uh, another chapter from The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. This is the power of assumption. So here we are in his book, quote, to be transformed, the whole basis of your thoughts must change. But your thoughts cannot change unless you have new ideas for you to think from your ideas. All transformation begins with an intense burning desire to be transformed. The first step in the renewing of the mind is desire. You must want to be different and intend to be before you can begin to change yourself. Then you must make your future dream a present fact. You do this by assuming the feeling of your wish fulfilled. By desiring to be other than what you are, you can create an ideal of the person you want to be and assume that you already are that person. If this assumption is persisted in until it becomes your dominant feeling, the attainment of your ideal is inevitable. The ideal you hope to achieve is always ready for an incarnation, but unless you yourself offer it human parentage, it is incapable of birth. Therefore, your attitude should be one in which having desired to express a higher state You alone accept the task of incarnating this new and greater value of yourself. So this is really simple. For you to have a new life, a new way of being, it starts with the mind. So you have to have, A, the burning desire coupled with the new ideas. And then you create that together and you mix that together in this amazing guideline for yourself. This is who I am. This is what I want to be. And I crave it and I desire it so much. And I can see it crystal clear. This is to add on from the previous episode, right? This is assuming that it's already happened, that you are. Not it's going to happen, but you are it. It has happened. It's happening. And you and you alone are responsible for cultivating and parenting it, for to give it life, to birth it. So it is up to you as the creator to assume the ideal that you desire. And so he goes on to say, in giving birth to your ideal, you must bear in mind that the methods of mental and spiritual knowledge are entirely different. This is a point that is truly understood by probably not more than one person in a million. You know a thing mentally by looking at it from the outside, by comparing it with other things, by analyzing it and defining it, by thinking of it. Whereas you can know a thing spiritually only by becoming it, only by thinking from 
it. You must be the thing itself and not merely talk about it or look at it. This is what embodiment is. You know, those people that are exactly who they say they are without even saying who they are, they just are, meaning There's people who are blowhards and they're really good at deflecting and I'm so great and I'm fun and I'm jovial and they'll buy drinks for everybody and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, their suit is rented, their credit cards are maxed out, they're really insecure and they're deflecting all this because they don't want people to know how insecure they are and how deep they are because they haven't done the work, right? Whereas people who really truly are who they are don't need to go around banging a drum saying who they are. They just fucking are. And the fact that you're in their presence and they're super rad and they're totally unapologetic for who they are because they're so comfortable with who they are and they're unshakable in who they are, those are the ones who are embodying it. They've done the work and there's no competition and they're not there to compete and they're not there to prove anything. They just fucking are. And they know that you are just fucking are who you are. The difference is the embodiment. They're that one in a million that they're t- that he's talking about. Now, I'm not saying it's bad to be either one of those things or it's wrong because it's not. It's just different levels of awareness and it's different levels of being and different levels of conceptualizing intellectually and spiritually. People who are extremely successful as far as like by monetary means or by their business or by the amount of family and friends they have. It's really determined by how comfortable they are with who they are, how much they love themselves, how much they accept who they are, how much they've embodied who they truly are as that ideal And because they're so ingrained in it and they're so embodying in it, everything around their life shifts and changes to absolutely hold that. Isn't that magical? It's that simple. And it starts with belief. So to go back to his book, he says, you must be like the moth in search of its idol, the flame who spurred with true desire, plunging at once into the sacred fire, folded his wings within till he became one color and one substance with the flame. He knew, he only knew the flame who in it burned and only he could tell who never to tell returned. That's from Bird Parliament by uh, Farid Udan Attar, translated by Edward Fitzgerald. That's his example. So just as the moth in his desire to know the flame was willing to destroy himself, so must you in becoming a new person to be willing to die to your present self. And it doesn't mean the literal sense that you die, but you must be conscious of being healthy if you're to know what health is. You must be conscious of being secure if you are to know what security is. Therefore, to incarnate a new and greater value of yourself, you must assume that you already are what you want to be and then live by faith in this assumption, which is not yet incarnate in the body of your life, in confidence that this new value or state of consciousness will become incarnated through your absolute fidelity to the assumption that you are that which you desire to be. That is whole 
That is what wholeness means, what integrity means. They mean submission of the whole self to the feeling of the wish fulfilled uncertainty that that new state of consciousness is the new renewing of the mind which transforms. There is no order in nature corresponding to this willing submission of the self to the ideal beyond the self. Therefore, it is the height of folly to expect that the incarnation of a new and greater concept of self to come about by natural evolutionary process. That which requires a state of consciousness to produce its effect obviously cannot be affected without much of a state of consciousness. And in your ability to assume the feeling of a greater life, to assume a new concept of yourself, you possess what the rest of nature does not possess. Imagination, the instrument by which you create your world. So he's saying to become one with what you desire, with what you seek to be so convinced, so firm in your belief that it materializes simply through the instrument of your imagination. Because at that point, you absolve yourself of every limitation. If you truly are the creator of your universe and the, you truly are this powerful being through simply through your imagination, then guess what? You absolutely also have created any limitation in your life. The fear, the stories you make up, the concepts of illness or emotional uh, baggage or being codependent, whatever the situation is, you also have created that. That's your own restriction or cage or what have you. You can change all that through your imagination. I'm pausing because that is remarkable. That's like a mic drop. And I know that you've heard that concept before, but he's talking about the desire a lot of spiritual teachers, I've seen them, they're like, you just have to desire it. It's really, it's really common. You just have to feel it. But they're not really, really feeling it. They're not really embodying it, at least not the ones I've been exposed to. I'm not saying they don't exist. But for the nature of this conversation, let's, I'm arguing this point. The ones I've seen and been exposed to have charged a lot of money and had really amazing, fluffy marketing and words and vocabulary that drew people in. And then it was victim, 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 victim in what they were teaching and the concepts of what they were saying for themselves. And if they don't believe it, I'm not going to believe it as the consumer. And I didn't. And I dropped out. I was like, wow, I paid a lot of money for that. And fuck. That's stuff that... um. I could teach too, but I'm not comfortable teaching something if I haven't embodied it because that feels phony to me. Nothing against those coaches or spiritual leaders. It's just a different level of consciousness consciousness and awareness and absolutely also an embodiment. So what's the difference between someone's concept of Success in one aspect versus another, it's their level of belief, belief and imagination. And feeling that belief and that desire so strongly that it's just, it, it's done. It has to. There's no other, con- there's no way. There's no plan B. This is just what is. Do you understand that? Am I hitting this home? 
Do you feel that versus, well, to manifest, you need to um, get clear on what you want. And then you just tell the universe and you put some forth some ideas and you have a couple of details, but don't like get so restrictive that um, you're really focusing on out of need and don't get so restrictive that it's this and this and this, but then this or something better. Like, that's fine. But the difference is it's still wishy-washy. Neville Goddard is saying, take it a step further and be so clear and laser focused that that is the only option. Because that desire is no longer in the necessary or the the level of um, scarcity and necessity to where when you're holding on so tight and it has to be and please, 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 and you're being in that desperate mode, you're actually squeezing it away. And it won't happen. That's where the failure comes in. But the failure of that is just feedback to tell you what you need to do differently. Neville Goddard is saying, look, you really want shit to happen? You want it to happen quick? Check this out. This is what it looks like. Be so clear that you are the moth, that the moth burns in the flame because it's so devoted to you and your ideal and your imagination is so crystal clear, strong, you have nothing but the details and you just know it with every fiber of your being that it's going to be your truth and your reality because it's already happened. That is magic. That is some wizardry. And we all have this ability. Yes, we do. What it boils down to is what do you believe? What are you willing to believe? And what are you willing to give up? You already know about scarcity. You already know what it's like to manifest and create a bunch of shit you don't want. So change the simulation. Look, you're going to hear this from so many different leaders, and they're all going to have a similar version. But I'm telling you right now, this is a secret sauce right here. I love it so much. So I hope that is some delicious food for thought for you, my darlings, because this clicked and I was like, yeah, that desire. Be the moth. <laughs> that's my, be the moth and own your shit and like get some great imagination going because that's the belief, right? Be the moth. Be the moth. I love that so much. I hope you're enjoying this series of the last two episodes because this stuff's been changed my life. Everything that has been on this podcast, I will share with you, has been something that's dramatically improved and impressed upon in my life. And it comes from a place of expertise for myself or from one of my colleagues, the Covenant colleagues. And I hope that you appreciate them. I hope that they're landing for you and that you're learning. And thanks for being here, my darlings. That's all for this week. And I'll see you next time. Mwah. Love ya. Mean it. If you love today's episode or other episodes, like, share, download, take me with you and keep listening, my darlings. If you want to know more, check out the link to work with me or check out one of my offerings and I will see you next time. I'm your host, Johanna Bradford, and you're listening to Embody Transformation. Come back home to your soul.